Hello, thank you for listening to, thank you for joining in. Thank you for being part of Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. I'm your host, Mike Spiegelman. Don't call me Michael. That was a mistake. I paid good money for that uh, theme song by Carl Halp. Please call me Mike Spiegelman. Pisses me off. It's Mike. I decided. Anyway, enough about my bitterness. Uh, my name is Michael Spiegel. I mean Mike Spiegelman, and thank you for uh, tuning in to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. Cook it in there, uh, and uh, I'm very excited to be here. We watch a full length movie on YouTube, and uh, you can, uh, if you're listening to us, thank you. You're probably listening to us maybe on our iTunes. Uh, we are on iTunes by our initials, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Very easy to remember. But the best bet is to go to our website. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube.blogspot.com. And you'll have the movie, the podcast, both embedded. Because we want you to watch a movie on YouTube and listen to this podcast at the same time. So that would just be smelly bellies. I'm here with a special guest co-host, Roman Leo. You you plugged in wrong. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll deal with it later. Hi, Roman. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for being part of Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. Well, thank you, Mike, for having me. And uh, you look great. Oh, well, I yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I decided to wear clothes. You know, I keep having a dream where uh, I walk around the city naked. It's the second time I've had this dream. I know I'm naked. And it's not like good Mike Spiegelman body. It's, you know. Interesting. Yeah, always, I guess. My what dreams always, like, involve some kind of, like, I'm t running around trying to get a selfie with uh, Tom Hanks or something. And it's, I, he keeps getting out of frame. Weird. And, yeah, well, it's not really a selfie if he's in the picture. Then it's just a picture. All right. Well, you know what I mean, where you hold the camera and yeah, you point yeah. it at both of yourselves. Right. Why Tom Hanks? I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's like a dream. It was weird. Dreams are weird. <laughs> we can both agree on that. So uh, here's how it works. Do not think about Roman Leo taking a selfie with Tom Hanks. Do not think of me naked <laughs> in the city. Just go to YouTube, which is available on your laptop, on your desktop, on your phone, on your game system. It's on my DS. I can play watching a movie on Nintendo. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. One of those things where you have like you can do musical improv off of the thing with a little wand or something. Oh, that'd be great. I have the presets. In case someone says pirate, I have pirate music. And yeah. We all do an improv yeah. pirate song. Uh, so go ahead to YouTube, and we're going to watch a movie uh, called The Rabbit Test. Rabbit Test. Oh, yeah, 1978. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to type in Rabbit Test. And 
I don't like to mention the movie until the show starts because if I say, hey, in three days we're going to watch Rabbit Test, then someone could just go watch it and not deal. Ooh. Yeah. Right. And then who knows? Maybe the, the movie would get deleted from YouTube or something. It, it has happened to me twice where yeah. a movie worked. So we uh, Rabbit Test, in parentheses, 1978. This is hosted on the uh, subscription page of a gentleman named Joe Rhodes. And I apologize if you're a woman. It could be short for Josephine or just go by Joe. Who the fuck am I? Uh, so uh, it says, Rabbit Test written and directed by Joan Rivers, starring Billy Crystal in his film debut. Wow. It's also Michael Keenan's film debut. Really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he just shows up. You don't want to see him. So we're going to go. I'm going to start it here, and I'm going to pause it right when it's done buffering. I'm going to pause it at zero, 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 and then we'll do a countdown. So it's buffering for me right now. Buffering is, is fun. It's like a meditation. Yeah, I guess. It's a weird... That, that's a new generation thing. Like, there should be more buffering tattoos. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it should be It should be more iconic than it is. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to hit pause. I think... Uh, it's still buffering on me, guys. It's a long <laughs> show. You could call us. If you're listening to us live on mutinyradio.fm... 415-550-0511 Alright, I'm going to hit pause uh, 415-550-0511 And here's a little cheat You can just plug it in that thing right there To your right, the table there Yeah No, yeah Alright uh, And watch out, it's going to be super loud initially So uh, I asked Roman to put on the headphones No reason, we're not really going to hear the movie I'll put on the closed captioning So speaking of which, there is a little dialogue box That says uh, <coughs> R.I.P. What the hell happened? What you do? What do you do, Roman Leon? Roman Leo uh, It has a little box that says R.I.P. Joan Rivers If you go to the right hand corner A little X appears and you could cut That little dialogue box out I did not know that until recently uh, Alright so we are going to start this movie uh, I'm going to unmute it uh, uh, It should be paused at zero, zero, 0 And when I say go We'll go so zero, zero. Three, two, one, Go Alright Nice little black screen. Can you see okay, Mr. Leo? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll adjust my... Uh, yeah, you better adjust. Okay. Yeah. Gotta adjust. Oh, hang on. Let me get the sound going. Yeah, got dead air. This is what they call in the beginning... Uh, this is so you can whip your dick out in the theater without losing... Like when you go to a movie theater, uh -huh. you sit down, you whip your dick out. So the projectionist can see? Yeah, and this way the projectionist knows, like once you whip it out, he can start the uh, Charter Entertainment logo. <laughs> Charter. <laughs> this is all very uh, 80s colors. Uh, more like 70s. This is Avco uh, Embassy film. What was the year was this film? 1978. All right. Joan Rivers' only theatrically uh, directed movie. Interesting. Starts off with a little vino, which would be Kino. And 78, he's got a cigarette in his hand. Her hand. Uh huh. Is that a lady? No. I have to say Lady Riss. All right, so you know what? I'm going to put on closed captioning. It's not going to help us, but... Well, it's fun, though. All you right, know, here we go. We got to be, you know, it's, uh, in case there's anybody in the studio that needs to see that. Well, I, I don't want the actual audio to uh, be part of the show. But on the other hand, I do want us to hear and see this movie. Usually the sound goes better, but... 
Yeah, this, this reminds me of uh, watching movies with my dad. He likes closed captions. Oh, I do too, and I'm a father too. Because in, in a theater, everything's so nice and loud. Look at this, he's blowing smoke like right in her face. It's a dummy anyway. It's probably a sex doll. Looks like Gary Shanling. Nope. Yeah, he looks like a young guy. He, looks he does. Like a, he looks like a handsome Gary Shanling. Wow, compared to... <laughs> it was a blow-up doll. <laughs> it's a 70s blow-up doll. Look at her mouth. It's not like a full O. Oh, you know what's sad about that is that I know a comedian who uh, does a joke about a blow-up doll floating away. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He got he ripped it off a rabbit test. I think test. so. Here's the rabbit test. You know what the reference to rabbit test is? No. Uh, run, rabbit, run. Yeah, that's a very good reference, but let's not get uh, erudite on us. Uh, it's when you're pregnant, you like inject your blood into a rabbit, and if the rabbit dies, they are uh, you're pregnant. I that's think that's so weird. I think that's what it is. I thought that they just killed the rabbit, and then they did some kind of test with the ovaries, and the rabbit just got killed either way. Well, I mean, you're sticking like human blood or whatever ovaries into a rabbit, right? I who knows, dude. Remember, I used to but you used to see that more on TV. What those say, like <laughs> the rabbit died. The know? rabbit died. I feel like there's a whole episode that's of Mash where uh, folk is, uh, you know centered around that, trying to figure out if uh, what's her name was pregnant. Hot lips. Yeah. Well, those were some hot lips. So, you know, it wasn't talking about her lips. <laughs> <laughs> you see his crabs. Uh. Yeah, all these kind of STDs. So it really does feel like a burning inferno when you stick it in. Crabs are like the, the like a beginner STD, I think. Cause you can, crabs are annoying. I got crabs in uh, 91. 90. Um, well, you know that... Uh, That's uh, Melissa Rivers. Lice is still going around, you know? Uh, pube lice? No, head lice. Yeah, well, head lice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you had lice too? Uh, I've, of course, yeah. I've had, I've had normal lice. It kind of... It's funny because the crabs... Oh, he's just... When was the last time an old lady flashed you? Um, man, I I uh, I don't think I've ever been flashed by an old lady, and you know? uh, I have you ever been flashed by a dude? I can see why this movie's exciting. You like, know, everybody gets flashed by their dad or something. You know, like. Well, I mean, like I'm talking about if your dad wore a trench coat and went outside. I no, he was actually one time my mom did buy him a trench coat and he sent it back. He was like, I don't, I can't take risks. You know, with my dreams of walking around San Francisco naked, I'm going to become one of those guys. Uh huh. Yeah. So I'm not really flashing. I'm just walking around naked. Well, the new flashing is is that uh, comedians, if they see somebody uh, masturbating on the BART, they'll just uh, live stream the video to their Instagram, and then everybody gets to see it. So this has happened more than once. Uh, well, no. I mean, I'm just assuming, but I've seen it at least once. Look at this the crazy plants. Everything's crazy in this office. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, sometimes you go into like a comedy. Either events happen or they cause the events. Dude, that's you know a I mean? solid misdirection if you just move a plant and we put it in a place where it's not expected. This guy's a maybe he's a scientist. Like a, a turkey he's baser. Got a turkey baser. He's really into. He's trying to inseminate one of these plants. They didn't have a. <laughs> you see a turkey baser, and you immediately think of a, a artificial insemination. Yeah. Yeah. What is he trying to grow? Oh, I could be growing tons of shit. I don't know. Billy Crystal, man. So Billy Crystal, he's dressed like a young Ed Sullivan. Like, I think she said, you know what young people like to dress up? Like Ed Sullivan. Yeah. Everybody's, that, that whole style's back now. 
with the, look at this uh, sweater vest he's got. It's uh, the holes are particularly wider in the back. You see that? Like so you can see more fabric. Uh-huh. I notice things like that. Yeah. There's his his maid. I'm like it doesn't even have any elbow patches. Oh my god, that movie just got really confusing. Oh, uh, don't worry <laughs> about it. It's a two hour show, so okay. a lot happens here. Man, now I'm just gonna have to imagine what's happening with the maid. Well, Robin, tell people who are about to tune out where they can find you. <laughs> Why don't, oh, we right. plug, why don't we plug your stuff now yeah, instead of at the to, end of this two-hour show? You're supposed to do this at the beginning. Well, you can find me at Roman Leo Comedian on Instagram or uh, uh, that's everywhere except for Twitter where I'm underscore Roman Leo. But do you uh, do you prefer uh, Instagram? Um, it's just it's uh, the pit- the pictures are pretty. You know, I don't know. I, I haven't logged in in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I do I, But if I have a show I will promote it there It's like I try to keep up With technology And I always come across As the old ninny Because I was like I can't wait To get my Instagram account And start uploading Pictures on my laptop And they're like uh-huh. No no you can't You have to do it By your phone I'm like well I can't even put Like I can't even Make a phone call Without telling me It's out of memory Let alone add Like a mobile Exclusive Alright here we go We're gonna go back To the movie here I'm sure a lot of craziness has happened. Uh, this is what happens when we have one computer. That's all right. Uh, yeah. We're, we're going off on one of our patented It looks tangents. like there's another computer, but... Uh, I'm sure whatever's going on in the movie is great right now. To be honest, Roman and I are taking a break. Maybe somebody could call in and tell us what's going on 415 <laughs> This is a show where we watch YouTube, except for this moment of the show, where we're not watching YouTube, but we'd like to hear from you. So I, I'm just gonna guess from the sound that he's talking to a woman. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, it sounds like oh. the, the odd couple without the laugh track. Right. They're wildly different personalities and genders. The fuck. This is weird. It's, it's almost like we're uh, we're having two shows going on at once here. Well, we have a, a computer technical problem which we're trying to fix, so we can we're fixing it now as the movie's but going. Please, but please call on us and tell us what's happening. Tell us about the movie. <laughs> If you're a crazy open micer who we love a lot, and I shouldn't use the word crazy, then by all means, give me a call and tell me how bad things are. are. Well, I'll tell you. I mean, crazy in the sense that everybody is crazy if you really, you know. Roman, I'm going to pretend I'm going to pretend to be one of those calls, and you're going to handle me. Okay, good. Am I in the air? Um, uh, I, yeah, yeah, hey. Hey, uh, I'm uh, Mike. I'm crazy Mike. Uh, am I in the air? Yeah, I yeah. can't hear you. You got to speak up. I'm calling your show to talk about my thing, and you, I could barely hear you. So I might as well give you directions before I go off at my own Is thing. This, uh, hey, we hear you, Mike. Uh, oh, happy great! To, happy to have you on the air. What's, so anyway, uh, cabbages are delicious. I, I feel like the sound clicks in and out whenever the the mouse clicks. Uh, what's what's happening on the movie, Mike? All right, we're gonna go watch the movie again. I would love to know what happened in the movie. So let's go back to Safari. Oh my God, they're all naked, just like my dream. So, all right, we can start from the beginning. I kid. All right, here we go. So it's some kind of. Oh look, there's Charlotte Ray. We're nine minutes in. Nine minutes in, and there's Charlotte Ray. Is that Tom? Is that a? That father is a famous actor too. He was on the Jeffersons. Right? Then wasn't he married to? Uh, isn't he uh, Lenny Kravitz's father? Um, I I don't remember that episode. But uh, well, there was Tom and oh wait 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 was uh, no he wasn't the couple that lived upstairs. Yes, yeah, I'm thinking wasn't he? 
I don't think so. And that the actress who played the his wife is actually the real life mother of Lenny Kravitz. I would believe that, but I don't think this is the same guy. Anyway, in my memory, has rewritten that guy's face. That's Charlotte Ray. Look how young she is from Facts of Life. Facts of Life, different strokes oh, no in way. two years. No way. This movie came you out. Take the good, you take the bad. Yeah, you something something, and then you have. <laughs> it's so funny about nostalgia do i really need brain cells to remember the, th- the all the words you really don't life? No. you really don't you know why because everyone now knows the theme song to party of none or whatever craps on dude somebody from uh, dr shivago or something just attacked this guy is that bad guano dr. strange Shivano. love sorry oh this guy is definitely a character yeah Oh, you uh, know who it is? It's the late Alex Rocco. Yeah, the guy with the He's giant. He's Mo Green. Do you giant. know who this man is? He's he was, Mo Green. He was making his bones while you were going out with cheerleaders. From The Simpsons, I know. Oh, yeah, he was also uh, <laughs> from The Simpsons. And from The Wedding Planner. The, right, the, he's got huge, huge eyebrows. This is before people uh, tr- trim their eyebrows. Pretty. I, think, I think he just did Detroit 9000. Ooh. With Yafet Kota. Kota. Yafet Kota? Um, Yafet this Dude, what, I'm passing this off as entertainment right now. Me trying to pronounce people's names. Interesting. I see. Uh, I think I'm theory. just easily distractible. I gotta say, I don't know if it's a it's an issue, but that uh, we got a we got a turntable going right here. I know. I got. Tr- I'll turn that off eventually. <laughs> Do you know it's funny that the the piece of audio that was played before we started the show was George Carlin's Seven Words You Can't Say on TV. Which, uh, when it was aired on public radio years and years ago, it caused a giant flap. Mm. And now I just just followed it. No, yeah, nobody's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't even think about it twice. I mean, yeah, Trump. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I thought if I played this movie, uh, Trump would not become president anymore. Like the 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 stuff that he says is worse than the Church Carlin. Um. More, uh, oh yeah, he should do like a sequel and call it like. Seven real words you can't fucking say. <laughs> you know, what, yeah, they would all be, uh, you know, positive. Uh, I had to turn that off. Thinking stuff. Yeah, thanks for turning that off, man. It's gonna stop eventually. There was a, a record being played here at the station. Yeah, Which I don't get. Billy Crystal is a mouth breather, and he looks just like he did on soap in this uh, show. I think. Yeah, this is around. You know, I was so I looked through IMDb, and they had nothing very interesting to say. They had one thing that's interesting: two actresses that were in the pilot of Three's Company, but were replaced. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Not only do they appear in this movie, but Norman Fell has a role in this movie too, who's Mr. Roper from Three's Company. So the pilot of Three's Company is in the the cast. That's interesting. And the only other interesting thing I liked from IMDb, which by law as a, as a movie podcast, we have to research IMDb, because uh-huh. this movie's not listed in a lot of books, uh, was that it's the first movie to be shot on video cassette and then transferred to film. Weird. Yeah. So it does kind of come I mean, across as a TV I, show. I don't even understand how that works, but you're saying it's like analog to digital or whatever? Yeah. Or digital to analog-y. See, everyone is so everything is so crazy big in this. It's not about the circumstances. It's just about them walking into a room and making a scene. You know what I mean? Like, uh. like here they go to a USO. There's some craziness. I guess there's craziness waiting for them. This is like an extended uh, episode of Benny Hill or something. 
Oh, God. <laughs> I took out from the library the 18 DVD complete box set of Benny Hill Show. Uh, that's pretty cool. No, I couldn't make it through like two discs at the most. Hmm. You know, well, that's uh, that's interesting because like uh, I'm sure there's some episodes that are pretty good, but you know, you have to really sift through. Well, there's some that are really weird. Like he did a lot of poetry in the uh, 18 years that he was on the air. He'd, interesting. Yeah, he would go on there and he would just whatever that he would say. A laugh track was waiting to respond, and then you know they'd be cut to another thing. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like. I don't know. So it's a generational thing too, Roman. You could tell if you're a millennial or if you're not. If you refer to the Benny Hill theme song by its proper title, Yakety Sax, because growing up when there was no internet, we all knew that song as the theme from Benny Hill. But on mm-hmm, the internet, mm-hmm. the file says Yakety Sax. So mm-hmm. it's used to the same effect, but it's the, the MP3 file is not called theme from Benny Hill. So I think that people know the uh, main source because they didn't watch it on TV as a particular show. But they they know it as a fast motion theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's a great song. So this guy wants to get laid, right? Is this the whole point? Okay. This is like that show on. Uh, well, why did he turn down like the the the, the flashing grandma then? Oh yeah, he could have got laid right in the opening credits. Yeah. I mean, do you think that's? I a feel good like if a woman flashes you, she's uh, into it. This one is, and She's the, the women are herself. acting really weird in this movie. He asked her if she wanted to dance, and she started to strangle herself. Uh, but then he walked away, like, and she's still strangling herself. So, yes, I agree with you. I get it. It's just like it's a metaphor for dating, you know? Some people are asleep on their dates, and then... It's, it's so funny. Like, there's so much action happening at this USO hole. Mm-hmm. There's six people here, and all of them are live wires. Yeah, this is like part-time, uh, what is that, VFW or something? This is a TNT, Characters Welcome. <laughs> You're like, you crazy? You could fill space? Who's this actress? She's That's a candy striper. What, she have little dogs on her dress? It's cute, or flowers. If she's a candy striper, she's got to be uh, like a part-time actress, or like wealthy... Uh, Oh, she's really want. She's getting down to business. Uh, this is what my. There's no subtlety in today's porn. I feel like this is my childhood. Uh, this is what I thought that uh, like you know adult life was like. It's true. You go to a USO um, hall, and uh, the candy striper says talks wise to you and pulls your pants down. And the uh, yeah, the consent the is table. really the consent happening in the scene is really clear that she uh, she she's instigated this. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty sudden for me. I mean, I guess it's a fantasy, but... Wow. No names. How 70s. Huh. I wonder if Billy Crystal even remembers doing this movie. Oh, I'm sure he has a hundred stories about it, especially now that Joan Rivers passed away. Yeah, yeah. Oh, pin your balls. So, when, when have you seen this before? No, I haven't seen it. This movie is a super rare film. It's really hard to find. So. Oh, cool, cool, cool. It's on YouTube. Yeah, you used to have to go to a video store to find this stuff. Yeah, you know what I used to see more often than not? They're fucking on a pinball table. Ah. I a, guess. Yeah. That's like an episode of Happy Days when the thing spins. At so it's spinning around? <laughs> you, 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 you figure Anson Williams' face will pop up in the middle? Yeah. Chachi. Well, the cigarette after the sex. 
Now, this is the 70s. They were smoking during sex. Hmm. That is a hot armpit. Oh, she lit his hair, his armpit hair on fire. Oh, from the sex or the cigarette? From the cigarette. This is a camel. You ever smoke cigarettes, Mike? Yo, yeah, sure. I used to smoke cigarettes all the time. What was your brand? But I, uh, my brand was Parliament, Parliament Lights, because I'm from New Jersey. Funky. Funky Parliament. Parliament Funkadelics. And then they came out with Parliament Regulars, but I had quit smoking, and I seriously thought, I should resume smoking, because I'm kind of curious what the full flavor mm-hmm. Parliament's, because I smoked the lights. <clears throat> I smoked Filterless for a while, too. All right, so he's already scored, so what's the point of this movie now? Well, the, the story's going to happen. This is what I do. I usually kick my heels after fucking. <laughs> I run down the streets. Well, Billy Crystal, you know, he's like, a, that's a, like an old school, like a song and dance band kind of stuff. You know, you can't uh, can't run down a street and be a substitute teacher. That's really funny. Maybe he's teaching English as a second language for immigrants here. And that's why we don't like Hitler. Any questions? <laughs> uh oh, we're we're having a, a what? We're, he wants a Dropbox, man. There's a guy, oh, there's a there's a strange man asking for a Dropbox. Dropbox. I, I got to ask her how to do it because I'm going to go into my own account and just upload it. Sorry, and I don't want to be in the middle of your show. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. All right, Edge of Insanity guy. Edge of Insanity is before us. You know, you could spend a good Sunday afternoon checking out Mutiny Radio starting at uh, 10 if you wanted to, but definitely by noon. The uh, Lazy Brunch Hour is at 10. Uh, Edge of Insanity with Paul Brumfeld, Kinnan, and a whole cast of characters uh, is on before our show at noon, and then we start at two. Although I use that word "we start" loosely, to, this week's show is like the loosest show I think I've ever done. Uh huh. In fact, let's watch another movie over YouTube. Do you know, it at the same time? Yeah, why not? I actually almost found a, the movie we were going to do this week. I found on Vimeo. And I didn't know whether or not I should air a movie on Vimeo on a show called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. I think you got to stick with YouTube. It's got yeah, it authenticity, you know? Well, I'm a, I'm a single-topic podcast, you know, and I just take... <laughs> but people listen to it because of the personalities that talk about the, the single topic. So there must have been some jokes in this scene, and now there's like a tornado coming. Yeah, the great thing about this podcast, room is that you can... Most movie podcasts, they're longer than the movie. We're longer than the movie because we, we actually show the entire movie during it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't have to listen to us. You can turn off the audio of us and watch the movie at That's any true. time. That's true. And so you, you can experience the movie without what our opinions are. And most, most movie riff shows, they tend to riff on the movies. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to clearly say this is not the kind of show. Yeah? Well... I don't know. Yeah, what's the history of the podcast? I mean... Well, it began... uh, I was working at Apple, and I said, you know, we should have a podcast section on iTunes. And they said, okay, Spiegelman, whatever. (laughs) Right, and then they hired some other guy. Yeah, right. uh, He stole your idea? They reverse engineered it. I didn't even have to be listening to know that none of those people in that room spoke English. Oh, so he's in English as a second language teacher who's macking on his students. Yeah, there's yeah, people right. are trying to get naturalized or something. 
Yeah, he's trying to get naturalized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's dressed like he's Ed Sullivan. I mean, for a young man in the 70s, he looks like he's from the 50s or 60s. You could be a skinny Ed Sullivan. Wouldn't you be a skinny Ed Sullivan? A skinny Ed Sullivan. That was my Johnny Carson. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, I was listening to the, uh, somebody talk about Carson, and he, he apparently only invited like six people over to sit on the couch. Oh, really? Comedians. Like, oh. It was a small, very small number where he just, where the, the special thing, that where he, he gave you the, 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 the night of you or something on the couch. That was a big deal. It never, know. it never, it almost never happened. All right. Whoa. He's in a diner. This is my favorite part of any movie is the Oh, is diner the background? Scene. Yeah. The craziness that happens backstage? Yeah. That could be Steve Martin back there, I'm imagining, from The Jerk, just doing a cameo. Oh, yeah. Punching out this whole lady. It's funny you mentioned The Jerk, because The Jerk was 1979, so that was the era of American comedy, that in between films like this and Jerry Lewis did a film called Hardly Working in 79, that mm-hmm. was 80, which was really, doesn't match The Jerk. Oh, yeah. That's tough. It's, it sounds familiar, but... It, Okay, things are getting serious. It's just now it looks like an episode of Seinfeld because they're in a diner. This looks Do you like think Seinfeld lifted it? Hit their diner scenes from this movie? Isn't every film that Jim, that Billy Crystal directed has a diner scene? Mm. Or, well, he didn't direct When Harry Met Sally, but there's Forget Paris. Isn't Forget Paris just about a couple that sits in diners and talk about their relationship? I like that. Yeah, City Slickers took entirely in a diner, right? Yeah, City Diner. Then they went to a cowboy <laughs> diner. It's a big ripoff. You'd think they were going to be on horses, but no, they just been the second reel in a diner. Is it because where's Billy Crystal from? If he's in some of the diners, he's probably he was in born in a New Jersey diner. Is that I weird? see. Yeah. Yes. He someone ordered uh, disco fries. Interesting. Wow, this movie's gotten louder suddenly for us. I heard some homeless people. What are they in San Francisco? Yeah, they're freegans. They're checking out the produce in the garbage cans. Dude, I'm so close to turning into a freegan. You got to show some etiquette of the neighborhood when you go through the dumpster next to it. Well, yeah. not really. The neighborhood's okay with you. Yeah, I like the I like the people that use the mining helmet, like the the, oh, the light they on look it. Like, they look like the, the the twins from Orbital, right? The dark yeah, yeah, glasses yeah, yeah. with the, <laughs> the floodlights on either side. They can see their synthesizer and their uh, <laughs> but they're just searching for cans because they're yeah. poor. Well, no, you're looking for fresh vegetables oh, that true, they have true. to throw out because you know supermarkets. Your produce can't look too ugly. So right. that's the theory. But in theory, one black spot on an organic apple, they're gonna you're gonna they're gonna put that in the, the, yeah. the bargain bin. And then they're gonna take it and then they'll take the bargain bin stuff and they'll throw it in the dumpster and then they'll throw I don't know, shit in the dumpster and then you go and you dig through the shit and you pull out the the veggies and I can't I can't uh say it's a bad thing. I I mean it's there. Yeah, yeah. Just you know. Um, look at that it's, she doesn't have a uh, okay we're in a new scene this is a it's a version of a teller, diner but it's at a, a fortune teller setup. but she's she's using an empty goldfish ball as a crystal ball and the sailor oh I think the sailor yeah, that makes me think of like a Thomas Pynchon uh, that, novel that might have been Michael Keaton but you know what I mean like Pynchon would have like a yeah goldfish bowl Right, isn't that stupid? I mean, like, at least get a crystal ball. She didn't even have any fish in there. Yeah, that would be too funny. I would have liked to have seen, like, a pile of dead goldfish in that bowl. I don't know. What's so Is that w- Imogene Coco? 
Man, I'm bad with names of sure, dead actresses. She's, she's like one of the funniest people. She was on uh, Sid Caesar show, and she Ooh. passed. She passed away a while ago. She was uh, in the movie Vacation. She played the uh, crazy old cousin that dies in the car. They pick up mm, yeah, pees herself or something. Yeah, and it's funny because in Vegas Vacation, Sid Caesar shows up at the end, and it's like a tie-in because of Imogene. That's awesome. It is. She's People loved uh, Chevy Chase. Yeah, for some reason, and then they, and then there was this whole thing about maybe he wasn't nice, but like, but he was clearly he was loved. He was never liked. I mean, he was never likable. He was never a likable guy, starting from the 70s on, starting earlier. Uh, but, yeah, people liked him. He did a lot of crazy movies. They're all on YouTube. I'm, I'm going to have him on the show for sure. But uh, Aside from Airplane, uh, Vacation was like one of the like most um, iconic boob shot movies of my childhood. You know what I mean? My sister took me to see Airplane at a yeah. theater, and then I got embarrassed because when they flash moved the on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. That's a defining moment. Oh, see, there's Norman Fell. Ah, we're doing, uh, she's got some uh, rice. Uh, uh, Windex? No. I was going to say it was like a rice uh, whipped cream thing because she's vegan, but no, it was just Windex she sprayed on the food. He won't eat it. It's smart. God, Look, this guy uh, is... This is like, re- no, we're at a soup kitchen slash uh, seance here? What's going on? It's ethnic. It's an ethnic restaurant. They're all ethnic, and the food is gross, and... He decides to leave and says, like, I gotta use the bathroom. So they all cover their eyes on cue, all 12 of them. I don't know if I've seen him eat anything yet. I must be getting hungry. We're watching the movie, guys. So you know the plot of this movie? Uh, he goes around and, and uh, hangs out with crazy people and tries well, to get laid. What's that? Look at it. The guys are just like Chico Marks. So we're 27 minutes into this movie. We're at 27, 27 seconds. And uh, <laughs> I know he's dating and there's some crazy family. Oh, that looks like Robin Williams almost. You know, Robin Williams was in the radar in 78. Yeah. I don't think this is a badly directed. It's it's kind of crazy, right? I mean, it has the same tone. No, I mean, uh, it reminds me of a lot of those movies like Mad, 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 Mad World. Yeah, Mad, 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 like if Uh-oh. he was more character, if Billy Crystal had more of a personality, he would be the scene of chaos. But he seems to be just a blank slate, and chaos it right. comes to him. Like the family's crazy. He's not much of a leading man. He's like almost too handsome to be like this schlub that. Uh, he's slubby enough, I guess. Well, he's he's TV schlub, I guess. Keep talking, Roman. I have I have to do an emergency. Uh, okay. I, I got to yeah, use yeah. the bathroom. I can't take it anymore. I hear you. All I right. Actually, walk during my own show. It's so casual today. All right, you guys. It is. We're laid back here in the theater, and uh, and in the studio, whatever it is. I'm watching an old lady try to hold a uh, dress up against a wall. And uh, I don't know. He's uh, holding the wall up. Billy Crystal is uh, is having an interaction with her. Who could she be? She could be Carol Burnett. I don't know. Just this focus on the screen is not not very good. 
I don't know. Talking over, it's weird. I feel isolated in the th- in the in the booth. I keep calling it a theater. Noticing that Mike brought some uh, Crystal Geyser sparkling beverage of some sort, and uh, a giant Contigo thermos full of who knows what he keeps in there. Know what I'm saying, you guys? All right, all right. Billy Crystal got the. Uh, the old lady cheek pinch thing where that they love you. This that probably suggests to me that that's a relative of his in the house. Oh, it's a woman. It's a who is she? Is she the mom on Happy Days? Uh, yeah. Oh no no no! This is uh, Raymond's mother. Oh, Doris uh, Roberts. Right, that's Doris Roberts. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's go for Roman Leo for uh, covering air like I've never seen. Yeah. I'm sorry, that, that was completely unprofessional of me, but uh, hey, man, nature, you got nature a, called. You're, first you're, time. You had already filled your Contigo mug with urine, so it was time to. Yeah, don't mention that I bring beverages inside <laughs> the studio. Big no, no, no. Oh, 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 oh. Well, I mean, they're not for use. Dolores Roberts. They're sealed, and, you know. Yeah, no, the, they're not. I just have them in case I have an emergency. On the floor. I was going to pee in that bottle, but it was filled with beverage, so I think I did the right thing. I saw, I was at one, I've been doing bad movie riff shows, movie riffing shows for a 10-year block over at the dark room before it all closed. I know, dude. That was a great theater. That was a great theater in the Mission in San Francisco. The uh, bad movie nights actually, after 10 years, stopped on purpose. How much were they charging you to rent the thing on a Sunday bad movie night? So that was a production with the theater. So the theater charged well now that's long and buried there were some the beginning producers made sure the talent got paid okay which was a big deal and then there was a certain point where we didn't get paid yeah and we were told by somebody that it was because the theater needed the money right so it was just we did it on behalf of the theater yeah okay yeah you know, it was a great opportunity to riff on bad movies, and uh, it was a lot of movies. And uh, I've, I've, I mean, I've done over fifty. I mean, I've done about over a hundred of these. But uh, a movie like this would not be used in bad movie night because it's a comedy already, and it's hard to riff on comedies. All right. Well, maybe give me an example of what riffing on a movie is. So it's. Uh, I mean, right. I mean, it's all based on mystery science theater. How uh, does how does Patton Oswalt do it? You know. Well, I think, the, yeah, Patton has a movie riffing thing, and there's Doug Benson has a movie interruption uh, show, and uh, the original members of Mystery Science have broken up into two groups. They go on tours, and they even do live uh, satellite feeds in movie theaters, so you can see a live riff happening in a theater. <laughs> that's in, fun. Uh, in various, I like that. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. That's like a super uh, ambush. Yeah. Authentic gorilla. Well, it's like you can use movie theaters, especially local theaters that are always on the chance of, of losing out to show like live telecasts of operas or right. sporting events. So, so they'll let you rent on an off hour. Yeah. So, but I mean, this would be a production for national production. So like select theaters throughout the country will have the, uh, the opera aired uh, live. So you can watch this opera in a theater. So they do the same thing where they're going to do a live riff. Uh, and that's going to be broadcast into various theaters throughout the nation. So you can go to a theater and experience a show live. Wow. Uh, even though they're in one location. So it's the idea. It's, you know, I mean, it, it dates back from just uh, local channels. always had libraries of horror movies, usually bad horror movies. So they would have like the weatherman dress up as like a, a vampire and host chiller thriller 
uh, theater and they would make jokes. Uh, there was a show in San Diego called Disaster Peace Theater where they would show these movies that they owned in their library, but they would cut little sketches in there or talk over it. Mm-hmm. And Mystery Science Theater was one of those shows where this this uh, uh, television station had a library of movies and the talent decided to make a show based on what they had available. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of came out of it. But it's uh, yeah, just riff. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, f- I feel you. It's uh, it, it reminds me of like uh, Saturday morning cartoons on a local uh, channel in Cleveland. They had this guy called Superhost, and uh, it looked like a cable access setup between uh, episodes of the Three Stooges or something. And then they would do skits and stuff. Yeah, you know, and then broadcast and go back to the, the Three Stooges. Yeah, the, they would create the the, the show on the, you know it was before everything got kind of homogenized. This is Paul Lind. Yeah, to uh, homologous, you know. Yeah, I mean things are things are very corporate now. You would not have the ability for a local channel to toy with their stuff unless, mm-hmm. unless you know, unless that was the whole was the, the approved. So he is pregnant. He killed the rabbit, even though he's trying to resuscitate it right now. Huh. Ah, oh, that guy. Yeah, Paul Lynn. I mean, he was on the 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 squares, the Hollywood squares, right? Yeah. Uh, he's not the only Hollywood squared that shows up in this movie. The, uh-huh. the host actually shows up. Peter, right on. Peter Marshall shows up in this movie. Oh my God, this guy's making bad jokes about rabbits dying. And uh, check out how wacky his office is. He has a little mini golf putting <laughs> with 19th hole. Right. That's a golf joke. There's, there's only 18 holes. <laughs> I like I like that though because it's like that's like a, a old timey version of like having a treadmill at your desk at work. Well, doctors love golf, so this they is do. all in character. It's all kind of funny over the top. The idea is if you know you're paying too much at your doc, it's because he's got to pay off that boat, you know. That Billy Crystal mustache rocks. It's he's got, huge. He's wearing a, a porn sash. It's a face merkin. It looks like a black hole between his uh, nose and upper lip. Yeah, like a. This is must have been inspired uh, Magnum PI or something. So you would riff like there's certain levels of what you would riff. You usually like Mystery Science Theater would be in context of the production and make fun of it, but people also will kind of make fun of the production and outside the story as well. Mm-hmm. You know, call attention actor. A lot of times people will make a reference. So, you know, if, if something was looked like it was seen from Big Lebowski, you would make a Big Lebowski uh, quote and people will laugh at it. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Uh, Big Lebowski? If it's yeah. on YouTube, we'd, we would watch it. Yeah, easily. okay, okay. It's always fun to see the weirdos come out dressed to, to see the Big Lebowski. Yeah, oh, I have a lot of friends who do that. It's funny because everyone looks like... Uh, they all look like the dude, basically, or they all look like John Goodman in that movie. Yeah. yeah. W- once I saw some guy, but he dressed up as the uh, suitcase, and he was just completely mummified in uh, underwear from head to toe. He was the suitcase from Big Lebowski. Yeah. That is some serious cosplay. Like he had a suitcase strapped to him, and the rest of him was mom, uh, 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 jockey shorts, mummy. And did he have like a little sticker that says, "Hey, I'm the Big Lebowski suitcase"? In case you're wondering the reference. No, like it was just people would be pointing at oh, him yeah. and filling it in. There's so many experts on the Lebowski. It must be a Lebowski fest. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, I went there, yeah. It was at Fox Theater. 
Did you get laid? No. No. I went by myself. <laughs> oh, so yes. <laughs> uh, why? Is it break out into an orgy? Did I miss that part? What's that? I did the Bat Lebowski breaks out into an orgy there at the... Yeah, I figured, you know, might find someone who has the same interest as you, maybe same oh. taste in movies. Yeah, no, I'm a heel. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> drunk. Lebowski Fest. Billy Crystal. Love this guy. He's made some great bad movies. I love the fucking Marx Brothers in the background of this film. Was Tico, that, Harpo, and Grato. I was so distracted by Zeppo. his head, headwear. He's got this, not even a true Viking helmet. He reminds me of like a, one of those Japanese uh, super monsters, robots. Uh, oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's waiting for the little boy to call him. Those aren't the actual Marx Brothers. Well, I mean, they, one guy's wearing a Chico hat, yeah. which in 1978 wasn't very common, so this is for comedic effect. Who are they? Can I, can I ask, what, what are they doing in this movie? I no idea, dude. Yeah, they're just standing by the door. They're literally standing by the door while the scene's happening. That's funny. Like, See? Almost like they... They, uh, they just they were like extras on set. Maybe, yeah. Like they put the extras in the wrong spot. Yeah, right. Maybe they showed up and Jen Rivers and said, you know what would be funny? You stand by the door. Yep. Wow. Wow. Doris Roberts is really acting. This is back when she didn't like Raymond. <laughs> it wasn't until she was, she liked Raymond that they were able to legally say everybody likes Raymond. Because originally it was going to call everyone asterisk. And then mm-hmm. it says legally Doris uh, Roberts mm-hmm. does not like Raymond. It would be kind of fun if uh, if everybody loves Raymond, like the actors, like the part of the uh, the setup for the, the Everybody Loves Raymond show was that like like uh what like the dad like was actually the character from taxi driver you know what i mean one of the other cabbies and this was his son <laughs> i love the other cab drivers from taxi driver yeah the wizard right was it peter doyle uh-huh. was the wizard yeah, oh, that's, doyle. What probably, that's, that's probably that's what i'm talking about yeah i'm just i'm horrible with names christian science memorial hospital okay that's an la joke i don't that's get a it jewish show well, they oh. have Christian Science has a big building. Uh, and there's Mount Sinai Hospital in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Christian scientists don't believe in medicine. That's the, oh, that, see, that's, that's what I thought joke. it was. Yeah. But you went Jewish with it. <laughs> I went through every single one. Uh, what happened to Billy in that last scene that put him in the hospital? Yeah, I don't know. He was wearing a Viking helmet. Uh, maybe he lost his mind. Who's this guy? Looks like Al Pacino, maybe. Eric Bogosian. It's either Al Pacino or Eric Bogosian. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a... He's he's looks like he's strangled Bozo or something, or this is like... He's the human cannonball. But see, there's a Bozo wig on his arm. Like, he... Uh, He's a clown that uh, he works at the circus. He's he's but he's making some joke about his wife. All right, Jewish doctor. 
Jacko Smirnoff. It's weird at a Christian hospital. He's the guy from Die Hard. <laughs> He's going to make a <laughs> oh deal. Oh, my God. They really screwed up that other patient. And see, it was the patient's like mummified. The guy, the guy who's in that shot probably has a hard on right now. Isn't it sad that uh, that actor, nobody knows who the hell that actor is under, under the mummy outfit? I know. Or that he's been jerking off this last couple of days. He got his hand free. Yeah, like the Bane in, uh, you know, gets his big break in that Batman movie, whoever that guy was, and he gets, they put a mask over his yeah, face. Yeah, right, you can't see and you can't hear his shit. You can barely hear the guy in the background. Yeah. He's given, like, the best monologues in his career. Yeah. It's brutal. He might as well be in a weird Billy Crystal movie. All right, so there's a midget joke. So any any movie on YouTube, huh? Yeah, I mean, I've read about Rabbit Test, and before the internet, that's all you could do is read about these movies. You never actually had a chance to watch them. And here they are on YouTube. You can watch them. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the premise of it. The... This is cool. This reminds me of an episode of Titus because they got a bunch of people in the room. Yeah, it does. Let's give one. Now that's called a riff. You just riffed. Congratulations. You I finally did it. Wait, wait, how many minutes into the film before Roman's first riff? Here's our first. Uh, that's actually our first genuine riff uh, on this show. This very least show. He said, "Wow, there's people in the room." It reminds me of that show Titus. This reminds me of that show Titus because there's people in the room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Titus is from Stockton, so you know. Oh my God, the wig moved to his face. That's a weird disease. No, I think he did something, and it something happened. I don't know. See, everyone's crazy. Like usually, like if it's a Jerry Lewis movie, Billy Crystal would walk in and he would trip over everything, and he would cause problems. If and Billy yeah. Crystal was Jerry Lewis. Woo! Or like Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey would yeah, come yeah, into yeah. this scene, and he would cause total chaos. And this film, everyone's Jim Carrey, but him. I think Jim Carrey would be the guy in the mummy outfit in this scene. Um, in real life. He's yeah. Like, yeah. How, how much do you think Jim Carrey was responsible for the success of the humor in Dumb and Dumber? Uh, I think he was 100%. I also think the director is... I mean, Jeff Jeff uh, Bridges is a great actor, mm-hmm. and he definitely handled the role. Like He gave it enough gravitas and enough space. To yeah, like an Oscar-winning supporting yeah. comedy actor. I think it's the director and, and uh, uh, Jim Carrey. Because like, that movie wouldn't have been funny without Jim I think like I mean no I mean like the scenes are great but who well, could have done that he was unstoppable for a long string of films it wasn't until yeah. I don't know that film where he was a fake war hero or some shit like that where uh, it went to pot shit yeah I mean he's no John Cusack you know with the unstoppable twice film bitten career. once shy with <laughs> Lauren Bacall and Cleavon Little that was great uh, Earth Girls Are Easy he didn't say a word but he was terrific him and Damon Wayans uh and then his uh, oh uh, Duck Factory, what other oh he did uh, making he did a TV movie where he was a gay kid in suburbia, huh. and then uh, he was in a lot of different weird things before in Living Color, right? And then in Living Color, and then his movies. So you would say like The Mask, yeah. Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, the Ace, sequels, the sequels, yeah. Although Dumb and Dumber took Eternal about 10 Sunshine years. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind was like his big drama breakout? or was well, I, there thought, a previous I one? thought like Truman Show. Was Truman probably, Show, yeah. yeah. But there was a point where whatever he was going to do, people were going to see it. Yep. I, I was I was definitely a fan. Yeah, oh yeah. 
Well, same with Eddie Murphy. You know, there was a certain point where it just Eddie came out with a movie. You would go see Eddie Murphy movie. It was just no. Yeah, thing. great, great stuff. Um, my dad's favorite scene in Dumb and Dumber is the headlight scene. The headlight. Yeah, he he he, he like suggests that like he's a hi- only into highbrow humor, but then there's a a tit scene where her tits turn into headlights or something. Oh, I see. I got you. Yeah. I used to, that movie came out when I was just doing comedy and uh, I had the the novelization of it. So I'd come out and I'd read it on stage. <laughs> you have Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. The novelization? They took out, which is funny because when I saw the movie, a lot was not in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the scene where they take, the uh, the cop says, what are those beers? Uh-huh. And they, the cop drinks their urine-filled bottles? Yeah. Not in the novelization. With that Canadian comedian that... Uh Drank the urine. Oh, I don't know who that was. It wasn't mentioned in the book. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah famous uh, comedian. I can't remember his name because I'm bad with names. But he. Uh, oh, was it Dan Aykroyd? No, he does jokes about like a lettuce monster on his head. A lot of the jokes about vegetables. Um, huh. Gosh darn it! I'll I'll remember later. So is he still pregnant? Like he's been in the hospital. Was he? Pre- oh, she got him. Pre- you think she got him pregnant in the smoking scene? Yeah, right. See, because she was on top. So this is like an early precursor to Arnold Schwarzenegger getting pregnant. Is that crazy? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. Right. It hasn't stopped anyone. This ridiculous plot of men getting pregnant. One became governor of the state. The other one hosts uh, Oscars. Yeah. And Joan Rivers, you know, she's... I love Joan Rivers. I still haven't seen her in the movie. She plays a nurse. We might have missed her, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. That's true. When that horrible, strange... Man was interrupting us. But I do know that the little girl in the beginning of the film is Melissa Rivers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun when your family gets into showbiz with you. Yeah, you know, like, I would say with comedians that the people you love, your heroes, are all assholes. And when you when you are with comedians and you see them ascend, there's, you can see these asshole traits. And you understand that you sometimes have to be an asshole. But I always forget yeah. Joan Rivers. I think Joan Rivers was yeah. super funny, and that's. I think a lot of times she had to be an asshole to get things done. Right. And I don't think she would have been able to direct her own movie if if she wasn't headstrong enough to get it happen. Interesting. You know. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely can see that that you need you need uh, you need to be in charge, like the big boss, right? You got to be. She's see- always in charge. I mean, she had she was going to be the permanent host for for Carson. Look at that ass. And then she she did her own late night show because you know that's what I mean like it's a power play but that's yeah. what she's going to do that's her nature yeah to compete out compete yeah, like out-compete. everybody in the entire industry and that's kind of like you can see well that's kind of dickish behavior anyway yeah but it's pretty people true. respect it or yeah, something it or it it's true she, it's this weird is what she wants to push she's it's gonna, about power yeah but also getting the opportunity right because this could kill anyone's career this movie yeah. yeah. Right, which is funny because like, why can't you do a, a piece of garbage and then just do good work and other things? I think it would be different now because there's so many like Amazon would just snatch it up. Yeah, you know. No, or you or you kickstart it. Yeah. Doris Roberts is uh, all dressed up and drunk now. She's hanging out with Colonel Sanders. Like, how many guys in 1978 dressed for the fucking floppy black bow tie Colonel Sanders bolo? What is this? This is like this some kind of 
Japanese Shogun headpiece is back on. Some kind of, you know. He just blew that guy. Like weird samurai helmet. What is that? Is he Genghis Khan? Yeah, and why is he still wearing it? So she, was she blowing the old man, the old girl? Yeah. And there, he didn't know what knows? I'd be bummed. That's some frat house stuff. Really? They do that in frat houses? You know what I mean. Like the wild. Oh, yeah. I guess that's like kink.com where we just don't care. Yeah. Come in, someone's getting a blowjob. Big deal. Oh my god, that's a that's a incredible joke. So is he why is he not pregnant? No wonder a movie like Junior came out. They said there was a movie about a pregnant man and they didn't spend a single second about being pregnant as a man. Yeah. And then it just turns out a non English speaking woman is pregnant. Dude, miracle of birth. It's coming full circle here. Now this is totally See, a TV. It's, full, it's the circle of life because he's back with the the nine English speakers. Oh right, and he and she's his real love. Gorgeous hair. That woman has like waist length hair. True. There's a trench coat. This guy hasn't flashed anybody yet, though. Yeah, that's a trench coat from the old lady was wearing. Oh, yeah. It's all ties together. Oh, and see, they're dragging an old, la- a pregnant lady on the floor. <laughs> this is pretty funny. There's a uh, uh, there's a thing where Todd Glass drags a crippled woman out of a wheelchair at the M Bar in L.A. on YouTube. It's amazing. Oh, how funny! I mean, he's screaming, of course, while he's doing it. Oh, look at this! They're really going to deliver. Uh, I don't know. I think he's might have uh, inappropriate uh, desires right now. I haven't seen it, but there's a recent Billy Crystal movie where he plays grandfather. And there's parental guidance, I think it's called. My brother on his podcast probably resents talks about this film. But there's a scene where the grandson, to help the grandson uh, trotty train, Mm -hmm. he sits on the toilet and then he has the boy sit on his lap and the boy poops between. Oh. Yeah. That's. I just thought I would bring that up. Interesting method. Ah, I think it's a little too sloppy of a method. You got a lot of variables in there. It's weird because now the kid's going to shit in your lap no matter wherever you sit. Right. Like, I can't do it without daddy. And then he goes, starting shitting in other people's laps. She gives they birth to even, a dead uh, baby wrapped in a flag? What's going on? They don't have the budget to, to get a real baby in this scene. So they just use a baby corpse? <laughs> There's no baby corpse in this movie. It's too soon. Now they're playing Scrabble. Fuck this. And, uh, all this is Scrabble. There's a Scrabble scene in this movie? Fuck this! I'm out of here. Baby Caesar. No, the joke is they're I all fake words. I can play fucking Scrabble on they're my all own. Fake words. It says N N N N Q. Oh, it's those three idiots. Hmm. Maybe they're the three kings. Uh, he's maybe he's gonna give maybe because he's God he's gonna give the birth. So you're saying the son of God who's also you're him. saying that the origin of the Marx Brothers was the three kings was Horus from Egypt. That's true. Well, I'm saying that that. Uh, They've, they are actually the three kings, and they're following Billy Crystal around, who's going to give birth to the son of God, who's also Billy Crystal, because he's a big fuck. You get this. This is like an early version of Religious. Like, what are the point of these guys? They're like reacting in pantomime, holding... It's like the chorus in the Greek... Uh... Yeah, the Greek chorus... 
Oh my god. This is Oh She said yes. This is better than when Harry met Sally. Maybe they're the three rats from fucking uh, Cinderella. Mm. Ah, Cinderella. Bippity boppity boo. Yeah, bippity boppity boo mice. <laughs> There's a Chinese uh, paper there in this movie. Yeah. How do you expect us to read Chinese? I like this better than the Scrabble. Well, that's a joke because usually they have newspapers in English, headlines in English, and movies. Usually, they have six doctors in this scene, and uh, one of them is, is that, that Joan? There's Joan. There's Joan. Oh my God, she's gorgeous. She is gorgeous. That's Before another thing. Before she strapped that, uh, you know, plastic to her face. That was it. That was the whole Joan Rivers. Basically, it's the six men in a room, and she shows up, and then that's and it. And not one of these guys is holding a chart. All he's got is a Chinese newspaper. Oh, she's back. Is, is that her? She's got some red ass hair. Woo. Oh, look, it's it's uh, Harold Finch from uh, Network. If you're hmm. mad as hell. What is up with this fucking guy? No, he's not uh, wearing no. shoes. He can't even watch TV without pulling out a fucking knife and playing with, filing his nails or whatever. This is Carl Sagan. Is Rodney McDowell? Vincent Price. It's like a drunk Vincent Price playing Colonel Sanders. And with the Colonel Sanders, it kills me. Oh, the hobos behind them are pantomiming dismissal, like waving their hands to the drunk. They're all character comic relief in this movie. Mm-hmm, Everyone's a mm-hmm. comic relief. Good God. Everybody's, oh, here we go. everybody's super bored by this television show. Here we have we got Hollywood Squares. Yeah, I paid good money to go to the theater to watch TV. Right? Count as dead air. What, when all the guests of uh, celebrity Hollywood Squares are, don't show up? Yeah. It's all these crazy people in the hallway. This looks like Oscar Madison's house apartment. So many newspapers in this movie. Well, that's that was before the internet that people read newspapers. She had a disheveled pile of newspaper. You just hotbox that fly? <laughs> I did. There was a fly in the studio and I high-fived it. I was actually uh, expressing uh, surprise that there's newspapers with English headlines. Uh-huh. 
Do you like her hair? It's all over the place. Yeah. I'm, got, I'm cool with it because it's so thick. She's got a ponytail and then she's got like a dangling vine bang. But anyway, she already accepted his marriage thing and now she's just recommitting their vows at this scene. Yeah, I guess there's some tension or something. Is that Phyllis Diller? No. It's Katie Seagal. Ugh. Was he on uh, Barney Miller? No, Alex Rocco. He was uh, Mo Green. He was uh, he was the animation guy on this on The Simpsons. Mm. His father came up with Itchy and Scratchy. <laughs> I just saw Dana Gold at the punchline. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's on The Simpsons for seven years, right? That's true. He's that's his connection. In the Simpsons. I'm pretty proud because he did a version of a joke that I wrote. You know, I feel like I'm I'm smart like Dana. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't say he took he ripped off my no, joke. No, it was like parallel thinking, and he also had a different angle, but it was like the same comparison. He didn't once use the word cunt. Mm. So that's probably a difference right there mm-hmm. between your material and his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't, like, say, grab him by the pussy as a setup. <laughs> it was a punchline. And it was actually re- re- referring to com- uh, topical events. Mm-hmm. Or you just say that anyway. I don't think you know my act. <laughs> you say, hi, I'm Roman Leo, comedian. Yeah, I'm on, uh, YouTube, on uh, Facebook as Comedian Roman Leo. Mm-hmm. And I know what you're thinking. What the fuck? That guy had a fake TV set on his head? What's with these three weird hobo pantomimers? Usually they go with a lamp if they're going to have somebody something on somebody's head. I'm Roman Leo. Now I know what you're thinking. What if my dad and my mom had a baby? And then he, the baby changed his name to Roman Leo and started doing stand-up. It would probably be something like this. Yeah, Hi. If I was going to be a girl, they were going to name me Claude. Look at this, all these weird people coming in and out. It would have been Claude, Leo, comedian. Urban comedian. This is like, yeah, it's like a, a sitcom. It's so it's weird. It is. It's it is. It's shot like just like a sitcom. I guess it's a budget thing. They only have a certain amount of time to get this film going. So busy, everything. Yeah, where do they get all this junk? So maybe he's pregnant now. Oh, maybe a little bit. He is touching his belly, so maybe he is pregnant. Well, he's, we're only like an hour into the movie, so he's not shouldn't be showing it. What is with these fucking weirdos? So he's the normal guy. He's a, ma- a pregnant man, and he's hanging out with a crazy sergeant, a crazy southerner, drunk old gentleman, mm-hmm. a Chico Marx uh, fan, and his two silent hobo friends. It almost looks like Bill Paxton, but it's not. Yeah. And they are all mouth breathers. Except for this guy. Nope, there he is. He's breathing through his mouth. Is that like an acting trick to breathe through your mouth? 
Well, I mean, you're transfigured. I mean, if you're playing to the back of the room, yeah. I mean, you want to be like... (gasps) (gasps) I think this is just basically they made the extras the uh, stars of this movie. Oh, yeah. Well, Mr. Crystal was very busy throughout the production of this film. He was in his trailer most of the scenes. I'm talking to a friend who does uh, extra work, and uh, it's really the people that show up to do that job are, are a lot of them are crazy, and like stealing all the craft service into a duffel bag when nobody's looking to try, try to, you know, make a living doing extra work in San Francisco and the, by stealing cereal. Right. And uh, and when and when they figure out that you're not crazy, they put you right next to the real actors, and then they keep the crazies in the far reaches of the. Oh, how scene. funny. Yeah. So when they need 200 people, they can definitely get like 198 crazy people. To uh, yeah. In the and background. then one guy that stands next to the, the actress. Dan Franco. Yeah. It's Sean Penn. Yeah. It's just like crazy wrangling. Because you think about it, who has time to do that? Most people have jobs. You know? Hey, you know, it makes sense. I had a friend who had like a predominant spot in milk. You clearly see her. And she, <laughs> and she's one of the sanest people I know. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why. Well, now it's very easy. Uh, this guy looks like an old Chris Storin. He's got the hair and the uh, the ticks. Oh. Oh, he's the president. This is another thing about com- broad comedies: is what does the White House look like? Mm-hmm. We've done a bunch of films where they had the White House and. Uh, uh, there was one called uh, well there's a slapstick of another kind which was a, a, a Jerry Lewis movie where the president uh, it was just kind of it's it's all over big it's just it's goes over the top you know you have to another nice mess had uh, Richard Nixon's White House mm-hmm. at the Oval Office Yeah, and Chris Doran's dad is uh, from Oklahoma or Texas or something. You think this is Chris Doran's dad playing the President of the United States in this movie? <laughs> it could be. Uh, his, Chris Doran's dad is pretty cool. <laughs> then you talk to him. He's like, no, no, I played the vice president in the Starchy <laughs> and Hutch episode. Things just got out of control. But... Um the uh the, the the oval office in like modern like alien invasion movies now is like really accurate like in every movie it's the same set i think you know i think like the government probably uh met with like the filmmakers you know how the military does it's oh like, yeah, like, yeah if you're going to use it, our shit might oh, they'll, use they'll the, give you yeah. they'll give you like an apache helicopter if you do a pro war propaganda movie well not in pro war but if you just represent the stuff accurately it, it's more of saying look we know you're going to make a movie about the military if you are you might as well make it so it looks like the but military but if they if they if they show you the military in a positive light oh, then yeah, they'll, oh, they'll give you all kinds of help well, I mean, that's the reason why I love Ford uh, cars, because they they constantly show up in movies, you know. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg is always, there's always like Ford cars in, in Mark Wahlberg movies, whether it's Entourage the movie or Daddy's Home. Mm-hmm. He's always like explicitly plugging these, these giant cars. Oh, there's the queen. 
Joan Rivers loves making fun of the Queen. You ever uh, hear her albums? Joan Rivers? Yeah. Yeah. So what becomes a semi-legend most is a fucking classic. It's the best comedy album. Every joke there is just a fucking winner. Everything about it is a great album. The, and, and the back is her at Princess Charles and Diana's wedding. And you have the royal family. And then to the side is Joan Rivers holding a blender with a little uh, ribbon on it. Huh. Like she's going to give the family a, a blender. Interesting. That's a great album. She did an album called Live at the Puck Building from the 60s. Well, see, now, what I thought that I had heard Joan Rivers' albums, uh, I just, I have Apple Music, so I, yeah. they only have, like, two on Apple Music, so I might, maybe I missed that one. Like, this is, you're saying that, like, she put a lot of records out? Well, uh, What Becomes a Semi-Legend was 86, and that's, that's a fucking classic. Because they have, like, if you go back and, like, look at Richard Pryor, they have all his stuff. Yeah, right, right. But I don't know if they have all their stuff uh, available to me. They have to have that album, at least. Well, I'm going to listen to it because I'm a huge fan of John Rivers. You know, when she passed away, I found the album on YouTube. But for some reason, after the first three minutes, there was somebody, uh, Uh, there was a dog barking in the background. Interesting. Yeah. So they're really, here's the Pope. Oh, yeah. The Pope used to make more appearances in movies before the whole pedophilia scandal. Yeah. Now it's not so funny anymore. Well, Jews think the Pope is hysterical. So if you have Billy Crystal and Joan Rivers in the movie, you got to bring out. It's a man wearing a dress, and uh, he looks like a wizard. (laughs) He is a wizard. That's crazy shit. Right? People don't realize the Pope has magical powers. Like it's like Oz. <laughs> um, oh, and then now here's a little gay reference or something. I'm surprised they don't have an old Yiddish actor. Oh. I was wearing Adidas. Oh, he thinks he's David Letterman or something. Look at that, the Nike swoosh from the seventies. Uh, we got some racist shit. Savages. I can't tell you the number of films we watch in this thing where they have savages. Oh, and they're they're singing Dormez-vous. Grass skirts. Right, and, and afros. Yeah, oh, there's basketball players. God. I mean, I get it. It's all references of of the stereotypes. Doesn't mean you should do it. Right. Like, they're not, uh, they're not saying anything important here. Right. Well, it's, you know, it's probably not politically correct comedy where you know no nothing's sacred yeah it's tough because like you want it to be like really somehow important if it's not sacred i don't know maybe it doesn't matter i mean we're all adults here i don't know so times have changed we've done a lot of films where they have people dress up as savages as part of the humor I remembered who the uh, cop that uh, drank the urine in Dumb and Dumber was. It's Harlan Williams. Harlan Williams. I was going to say it was him. He's someone who had the great idea of five-minute abs or something. Hmm. And it was a hitchhiker in um, something about Mary. Uh, ben Stiller picks him up, and he says, like, uh, you ever heard of eight-minute abs? So I came up with six-minute abs. And so there's already something called eight-minute abs. He goes, why six-minute abs? For some reason, I thought that's funny. Oh, here's some blackface. It's Billy Barty, the late Billy Barty, 
the diminutive. Uh, wow, you're right. They're going all out with the. They even got a sambo. Their minstrel. And there's Jimmy JJ Walker. Wow! Imagine if Dave Chappelle was asked to do that. This is like it's. His wife is so fat wow. that when she sits around the hut, she How sits around AMC. So Billy Party's been in hundreds of movies. This is probably the only one he was in blackface. This is the scene. Wow, is this blackface is on YouTube. We expose something. All right. Meanwhile, a beach house in poverty-stricken India. I got it. All this is is just stock footage. You can see Getty images written on the side of the. Uh, Exterior shots. I don't know. Should I be horrified by the weird scene with the the ventriloquist dummy in blackface? Yeah. Well, now here's the scene of the Indian women, and this one woman has like the sales tag still on her dress. Oh, they're, clearly they're European. Well, because they're peeing. Oh, they're doing a dot joke. You know how they never have ethnically appropriate actors cast in these movies. Yeah. But they got the accent right, I guess. <laughs> Speaking in Spanish? No, they're supposed to be Indian. No, that's what, but they have this kind of weird accent. Ooh, check out those knickers. Finally, we get to see some ladies in bikinis. I think this woman's Jewish. I guess you can have Jews in India. Look at it. her bush. She's like sticking out of her white thing. <laughs> yeah, that might be underwear. Why would you be wearing black underwear, though? You know, I'm old enough, gentlemen, to find this attractive. Does Older that happen? Woman. Tell us, Grandpa. Sure. <laughs> As a gentleman, yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So who are these people now that we've seen them in is their that, uh, Is it Twin Peaks? It's what? I, or I saw the radio tower. I thought it was Twin Peaks for a second. Oh, that's, uh, yeah. The, that's Ooh, station. they got some more uh, White House footage. That was uh, the actual White House. Oh, so here's their comedic oval office. They're all dressed up in costumes. God, this is sad. Do you know how sad this country would be if this was the actual office? Like the amount of money that... Well, that's the thing about these movies is they have a certain budget, but they have to get a White House Oval Office. So the another nice mess looked like a hotel room. This looks like... It always looks like somebody's room in their house that will pass, have to pass. Yeah. It isn't like a Kevin uh, Spacey. I saw Elvis and Nixon, Nixon and Elvis movie. Uh, Frost, Nixon? No, this is a <laughs> this is a Amazon movie uh, with Michael Shannon playing Elvis and Kevin Spacey playing Nixon. Bubba Hotep? No, this is <laughs> after that. But it's it's you know it's not a very it's an interesting story. But the movie itself is yet another flat streaming original where it's a listers just barely in a film, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, their White House looked pretty good. But Kevin Spacey's been playing the president in House of Cards for four seasons, so. He really nails, they really nail the White House look. But, but yeah, a lot of these cheap films, when they have the White House Oval Office, they just have to find someone's friend's rich apartment, rich manor that has a, a room that could pass out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, he is pregnant. 
He's got. He literally has like two phone books in there, and his under his undershirt. He looks like a Minecraft pregnancy. It's such a blocky little stomach. Look at that. That. Jim Carrey? No. There's, well, they, there's constantly people in the. Uh, Oh, they're getting the presidential seal. Oh, there's the president. They wheeled him in. Ed McMahon? He looks like Ed McMahon. He also has like a southern bolo tie. Man, they don't show old guys in movies like that anymore. This is true. These guys are a lot older. Like, that actually, like reminds me of like, my grandmother's boyfriend, you know? That's pretty old. She's dead. Do you think... He's well, dead. what about your boyfriend? His boyfriend. They're both dead. That's how old he is. When was the last time you seen him? How how old is his memory? This is good. Twenty five years ago. <laughs> Pretty heavy. <laughs> this film. I'm glad this film kind of connected you to your memories of your grandfather, your grandparents. Not your grandfather, the guy who was sleeping with your grandmother. Yeah. No offense, yeah. but yeah. yeah. The best you could say is that they were too old to have sex. He had purple ears from the cigarettes. Weird. Yeah. Like it ruins your circulation to the point where your ears turn purple. And he kept smoking? Yeah. One time over my uh, my uncle's house, my cousin's uh, cockatoo crying, crawled up the old man's leg. Those two things have claws and they use their beak. He was like, he was really horrified. There was nothing he could do. It, it's painful. I can imagine. Gross. So he was aware of it, and she went, Perky went up his leg, and there's the a cockatoo, yeah. Cockatoo. And so what happened to the leg? I mean, it was just like an ouch type scenario, but... The bird got out of the cuff, or they, they killed the bird? I'm just like, who has a bird as a pet? Right. Yeah, no, I agree <laughs> with you. It's ridiculous. It's like, I'm, I'm not as lazy enough to get a gopher. But it's like it's like one of these scenes in this movie. Like, the, like there's, like, things wacky shit happens in real life. You know what I mean? Like, like he's pointing a gun to the president right now. Yeah. You know, like, there's, like, a scene in this movie where we're talking about they have blackface or something. And then, like, I remember, like, a scene in my life where my uncle was, like, you know, he saw Snoop Dogg at the VIP at the airport going through the through the through the VIP at the TSA and he's like black people get special treatment in this country so it's like <laughs> life imitates art your grandfather met Snoop this is my uncle uncle and was he upset that Snoop I mean you know he lives in the Pacific Northwest so it's uh, it was enough that he remembered the story he's kind of an anti-authority kind of guy would bring a rotten banana in his luggage at the, for the TSA people to have to look through. <laughs> it's true. They look for mushy stuff. We got stopped. God, they're getting super dramatic now. I thought this was a comedy. You would figure like... This is like a scene from Gone with the Wind. Maybe she's... I was going to say maybe she's pregnant too, but that would be sexist. She's the only emotional one. Oh, so the president's outside in the street with a megaphone telling the, telling the hero to come outside. Yeah. This time he looks like uh, Hank Hill's father from King of the Hill, the guy with no shins. I thought he was Chris Storen's dad. 
triggers different memories in every scene. It's the haircut that does it. Ah, it's dog day afternoon. <laughs> I told you, Pacino, man. At least people are acting. I mean, she's not a bad director. She's got Get a crowd of people in there. Freak. They're protesting against a pregnant man. At least all the extras are like, oh, we're about to go fishing. I'm going fishing. No, wait, wait, wait. Just, just bring your, your fishing hat and stand right here in front of the camera. Man, abuse it, don't use it. That was David, Larry David. I know a doctor in Tijuana says one sign. They were, uh, it's an abortion. Ooh. They're protesting him giving birth. No, it's, it's, it's the, you know, Roe v. Wade's going to get overturned now, so this movie is pressing. Crazy. <laughs> right? Gonna, That's crazy. Yeah. He said, we don't need a, a second, there's a same-sex marriage. It's, it's law now. Get over it. Oh, Roe versus Wade? Yeah, yeah, don't worry. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. I don't think, it, it probably won't happen, though. It and was, the, weird, the weird thing is that he's not a politician. It's one thing to be a politician and have a, a stick up your ass about Roe versus Wade, and you can't wait to overthrow it. But this guy is basically a private businessman who's now in a position. The first thing he wants to do is, is so, you know, like, why? Yeah, I don't Just know. Just because of your own belief. It's weird. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, we're trying to watch this movie. I know. It's hard to focus because I think this movie might be bad. <laughs> it's kind of hard to watch. Look, Poland. They have images from Poland that's flashing on and off. It's the same image. It's a Polish joke. Yeah, I'm Polish. Half or something. Uh, oh, I'm 116th Polish. I guess. See, now Poland is showing x-rays. That's funny. Yeah, Cleveland. so I grew up in Cleveland and it was pretty Polish and they had like to the point where uh, they had like Polish TV hosts on TV and that was like a thing. Like That's really cool. I like that. Like Polish jokes like on TV. Like it was like I can't remember the name of this show but they had like a, a tall guy and a short guy and they were doing kooky stuff like this and uh, it was just they never brought it up but like everybody knew that these were Polish guys. You know? Oh right, yeah, like, that's cool. Now nobody would knows what even what a Polish guy looks like, like Jim Halpert on The Office, obviously Polish. Right, I see what you're saying, but nobody knows that. Well, it was weird because during the '70s there was that whole Polish joke thing, which I don't think it's ever really. I don't think that's ever gotten back. No, no, but it's just. I mean, times you know times change and different immigrants now, but like there was like Jewish American princesses jokes. That, those are pretty shitty too. Oh, speaking of, there's people don't even know the reference if they, if you say Jap, you know, the yeah, is that crazy? Princess back in Cleveland, they did though. You know, it was, what was the thing? It was that and the guy who drew cats, uh, Bill Kilcom, whatever. And, eh. So I guess this is Christmas because they had a bit where Santa Claus gets attacked by Nazis. That's some of my favorite uh, ways to see Santa Claus die. 
it's too nuts. Well, you're in luck with the again with the Trump administration. Uh, there'll be a lot more Nazis that are out there to kill. And you know, Santa's an illegal immigrant. He comes illegally to <laughs> to America, and he intrudes. He's actually a home intruder. How's the How's the wall gonna stop Santa? Is what I want to know. Well, we're going to have to hire a lot more uh, people to be ice. You got to deport them. You, what you do is you get them and you put them in one of the many new internment camps. The Santa camp. Yeah, if you call a term, new internment camp Santa camps, not so bad. Going to Santa camp. They just made a Jewish joke about how, his, Mr. President, can we get Jewish kids to go to Camp David? Yeah. Do you think uh, President Trump will ever go to Camp David to relax? I, 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 it sounds like he's he's just going to do... Uh, he said he's not going to do vacations, but he, it just sounds like Trump Tower. He's All his businesses are at his different locations. I mean, he was meeting people at a New Jersey golf course. Yeah, and he's I imagine he's going to spend, spend a lot of time at golf courses and stuff. Like You know, the guy's, I think the guy's probably a workaholic, you know? He doesn't drink, right? Because it's right. like, what was his brother died because of alcohol or something? Oh, I, gosh, I, I just found out, I just heard about his late brother. I can't remember if it was his father or, his, or his, I think it was his brother who died because of alcohol. I can't remember. Whatever. You say his father drove his brother to drink? Mm, who knows, man. Oh, see, here's, now they're playing the Three Kings music. The uh, Three Kings music. Maybe the, the Three Hobos. Yeah, and they're offering. I knew they were making a Jesus reference. It's funny, the woman who knocked him up is nowhere in this movie. It's just the cigarette scene. Interesting that a talking North Star made an appearance. Yeah, and he said, oh my God, it's a girl. And that's how this movie is going to end. Blasphemy. Pure blasphemy. Oh, but good news. The movie is ending. Directed by Joan Rivers. And Jay Redneck, uh, written by Red Joan Deck. and Jay Redneck, Edgar Rosenberg. Ooh. That's his. That's her late husband. Oh yeah. Yeah. Didn't he commit suicide? Career. He did commit suicide. Not funny. Mike Post and Pete Carpenter are two prolific television series uh, music guys. Oh, he it's, played. Uh, he, he. This is an episode of Sanford and Sonny. He was played Lionel. Ah. Uh, Billy Crystal has Lionel right he was actually see Alex Rocco that's the crazy military the uh, the end credits look like it's from a TV show man they're moving slow dude I like this music too like what is you know how fast credits move in some movies yeah it's what's a TV pace you have Billy Barty as Lester you ever watch uh, Billy Barty got credit over uh, J.J. Walker in the same scene yeah you ever watch a movie at like 1.5 times speed I listen to podcasts that way, and your brain can keep up with the when people talk fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you can. Uh, I've I watched a lot of movies that way at one point five. It would be fun to do like a ten minute movie riff podcast where we just watch the whole movie and fast forward. Though you know we could do that. The B movie. Have you heard about this video? Peter Lecoq is played by is plays Peter Marshall. Oh, they had a Japanese doctor. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, he probably played Japanese doctor. There was a Bronco? Yeah, Charles Pierce played the Tito. Queen of England. Charlotte Ray. 
There was a second Sab nurse. Shimano. Oh, she was second nurse. There's a band of Tint to Darkness. Umbuto. See, there's Jimmy Walker. Yeah, great actor. Yeah, but oh, I guess it's alphabetically, and it's a J. Uh, w. Okay, makes sense. Otherwise, like him and Billy Barty are in the same scene, but Billy Barty's name is is up front, yeah. and Walker's name is in the bottom, and it's because it's alphabetical order. Oh, that's very important to. Uh, Jimmy Walker was kind of like an early JB Smoove. I mean, I don't. I hope that doesn't sound. Uh, I think. Yeah, I, well, I mean, they're both. Uh, JB Smoove is unstoppable. Yeah, I like these guys that can really. Uh, Work the improv to their benefit on a podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he just JB JB Smith will not stop talking. Like, right. Yeah. No, everything goes somewhere funny. Even yeah. If it's like he just keeps saying the word booty over and over. You you hear him on podcasts? I do. I, I seek him out. I'm a huge fan. Huh. I have a shirt that says uh, two hot dog water." Thanks, JB Smooth. The wigs provided by the Harvard Lampoon. A laugh or die production. In association with Mel Simon Production. Isn't that oh. wild to go to Harvard to go into comedy? Yeah. Well, I mean, they do dress up as women. They bounce the bar of the wigs. Again, Maybe the FBI again Dave Chappelle very, would be very upset at that. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of Rabbit Test from 1978, directed by uh, Joan Rivers' only the, uh, movie she directed. Uh, and, wow, <clears throat> I've always heard about it, and I thought it was awesome. Ooh, we're really... You Zooming out here on this. Uh, I mean, that was. Uh, what'd you think of that movie, Ruin? It was. Uh, man, I'm glad I didn't pay for it. Oh yeah. Um, well, you would have wasted like three dollars back in 1978. Yeah. Four dollar movie. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Roman Leo, you will be performing uh, tonight. If you're listening to this live, uh, we're broadcasting this on November 27th. Uh, over at Kavika's Ocean Beach Deli at a show I'm hosting, and that's at 5.30 today. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, it's good. Have, me and Mike are hanging out all day, basically. We're gonna, we are. We're, this is part of our big hangout, and we want to thank you for being part of Roman and Mike's hangout that Sunday. It's not a lazy Sunday, because uh, it's, it's a lot of effort that's to a, do That's it. A, no negative self-talk, you know? Yeah, no, no. It's all... No neg. Uh, all right, so here we go. We're going to uh, play the music. Thank no you. Guys. We'll talk to you soon. See you next week on my full length movie on YouTube. Love you, Mike. Uh, I love you too. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. 
LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard, as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds.
Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son. and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny Radio FM Index at Podcasts. PCRcollective.org. So come live or listen later or 
to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny. Welcome to Joke Workshop at 6 o'clock. It's Monday night. Uh, we're here at mutinyradio.fm. Bunch of comedians here to try out their new jokes in front of a panel of their comedian peers and get comments. And uh, right here at mutinyradio.fm. Uh, special uh, consideration and thought goes out tonight to our, uh, our uh, a rich man on the scene, David Roth. Everybody clap it up for him. He's the best piano donated to Mutiny Radio, and he wouldn't even take any pot treats. Uh, but I, I have those if anybody likes to get high. All right, I like to get high. We're going to get high right now with our first comedian of the night. If you have notepaper, take it out. If you want to be a, a good panel member, pay great attention to all of our comedians here. We're going to do four-minute sets at three minutes when you hear this. That means you have a minute left. So uh, don't feel like you have to Wrap it up right away, because you still, you have a whole minute. Uh, remember, too, when you're giving suggestions and panel help, that uh, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. So we're going to be kind to each other, uh, even if people suck balls. Here we go with our first comedian, funny young man. Put your hands together for Arjun Banjari. Banerjee. I swear I'm going to figure it out one time. <laughs> Turn it on, turn it on, turn it on, turn it on. Yeah. First name was, yeah, I'm fine with it. First name, yeah, it's a, that's a accurate. Banerjee. So the, a, the N comes before the E. Anyways, uh, the, the ER comes before the J. That's just the thing to remember. Anyways, I feel like the weirder the, on a white person, the weirder the hair, like the more white guilt they feel. <laughs> <laughs> like you're a you're a you're a woman of hair color. <laughs> I was I thought of that a while ago. Anyways, no, but I feel like you know the, like you know most people like they have like they love just straight if they have like straight white or I mean straight brown or like blonde hair they'll be like why should I feel guilty about something that happened 200 years ago? And if they have like short like they have short hair they're like man white people should feel terrible and if they got like half of their head shaved and it's short and it's like dyed some ridiculous color then they're like man i should pay reparations okay well we'll start we'll go with the beginning anyways uh where was i uh manufacturing jobs are never coming back to the united states (laughs) uh and here's why 
In America, when you get a manufacturing job, uh, you get to stop living on welfare, which, you know, isn't great, and you get to move in maybe to a house with your family, and they get a, they get a backyard. In, like, India, if you get a manufacturing job, you get to shit in the toilet. You go from shitting outside into a toilet. For us, shitting is super, like, a simple thing. You know what we do? We go to a toilet, which just exists everywhere. You sit... You poop, and you flush, and you're done. And then you have to dig a hole in the ground. Then you get to shit in it. Then you just wait till it fills up, and it's near your house. And when it rains, you know what your entire place smells like? Your own shit and urine. (laughs) India smells terrible. All Indian immigrants, when they come here, the first thing they're like, man, you know what's amazing? Not just always smelling other people's shit. Okay, you think you can compete with that kind of motivation? You fucking can't, okay? So, you know, do some other form of economic uh, rebuilding. Is the end... I asked my dad to research that question for me to make sure some stuff, and by God is it gross over there. I went over there, and I was like, wow, this is the dirtiest, saddest, poorest place I've ever been, and I was with my dad, and my dad said to me, this is way better than last time I was here. <laughs> so that's what we're fucking competing with. You think you can beat that? You just can't. That's just, that's why immigrants work so hard. Anyways, look at that. Man, this is real political points. Anyways, I'm really proud of myself. Now on to something uh, else. You guys, do you guys remember when Michael Sam got drafted and there was just this whole hullabaloo about gay NFL players and how they'd feel weird in the locker room? Yeah. I actually, you know, I understand. Because, you know, if there was a gay NFL player, I would be kind of worried he was going to rape me. Because, you know, he plays in the NFL. <laughs> so, probably a rapist. And... Okay, and finally, I don't do drugs that much, speaking of getting high in the beginning, uh, because uh, they're too expensive. Like, rather, D.A.R.E. shouldn't be like, because D.A.R.E. would right now, they're like, if you do drugs, your dick will fall off, and then kids do drugs, and their dicks remain attached to their body. Instead, they should be like, if you do drugs, you won't be able to afford nice things. Okay, we just, I shouldn't do that in this crowd, because you all love your drugs. (laughs) Okay, you know what? Pretend I closed on the gay NFL thing. Origin doesn't love drugs as much as the rest of us. What's wrong with him? All right, comments from the comment people. Ginny's up. I'm up. Can you hear me? You certainly can. I like the I like the drugs thing, but I, I thought it needed like a better punch than like you just can't afford nice things. Like I thought there were a lot of kind of like funnier opportunity like a lot of things in between not getting nice things and having your dick fall off basically or just like very or getting really specific could be funny like you won't be able you'll be stuck at like a BART station in Millbrae you know something like that like something yeah. okay are, are you from Millbrae yeah all right cool well yeah <laughs> experience. I, I liked your um, non you did it twice you did segues that were completely non sequitur and I enjoyed that very much just because it was like a misdirect within your own set you just kind of were like and then now for something completely different at the end and then the first one when you started talking about world politics i like the the non sequitur switch and uh i don't know if you know about this about the poo (laughs) um i read this cookbook from the 60s that was um in it was no it was an indian cookbook and they said that the way that they used to 
keep their house clean and especially their kitchen is they would get cow shit and they would put a thin layer of cow shit on the kitchen floor and that was what they used as a disinfectant. This is real. I read this in a book. They also used cow poo as their main source of making heat to cook food. So I don't know. It's an Indian thing that, I mean, you're Indian. I don't know if you knew that. That's, I did not know that. So, yeah, the, they actually use cow shit as like a, a thing. So maybe their house doesn't smell like people shit. It smells like cow shit. Um, and you could put a, together a little tag at the beginning about the American thing. Like, we don't give a shit about taking a shit <laughs> or something like, because you don't have to. Cause, yeah. Yeah. It's taken care of. Yeah. Okay. But I enjoyed those jokes very much, especially the stuff about India. I liked it. Thank you very much. More, more, more. Anybody else have things to say? Find a microphone. No one, everyone loved it so much. Yeah. If you loved it that much, clap wildly. Yeah. Yay. Everybody likes your jokes, Arjun. Yay. Winning. All right, your next comedian. He runs a great show at OMG on Tuesdays. It now has a front light. And the thing that I love and respect so much about Greg Gettle is he makes everyone sit in the front row if they want to get up, which is great. So he keeps an audience there all night to laugh at your jokes on Tuesday. Put your hands together right now. The very funny Greg Gettle. All right. Uh... I guess that's why Indian people love the cow. <laughs> Makes sense. Also, like, D.A.R.E. program, it's not a money thing. Like, the reason why I don't do crack is because, have you seen the women that do crack? <laughs> like, that's not somebody I want to be with. Like, like, the best spokesman that heroin has is Zach Wiseman. <laughs> That's why you shouldn't do heroin, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, uh, I've been getting drunk for a while now. And uh, yeah, yes. And recently I've been getting drunk and like I've just been getting super drunk up like three beers, four beers. And I was like, why am I getting so hammered at such a fast rate? And I realized it's because I wasn't eating, I was just drinking, which, which is why I was getting drunk. So then I realized, like, I don't have so much of an alcohol problem as I do eating disorder. <laughs> yes. And whoever told you alcohol does not solve your problems, wrong. Uh, I have an eating disorder, and I know that due to alcohol. So, fuck you, MD. <laughs> um, what else? I want to talk about something. So I was with I was hanging out um, with a, cu a couple of comedians outside of a go uh, Golden Boy Pizza, and while we were talking, uh, like this guy with like a red hat and like a top hat and like a bow tie, he was like six five, like six six years. He looked like a, a, a sailor, if you will, like a fisherman, if you can picture. That. He's like six years old, kind of bigger in the arms, and he comes into our conversation with a knife. Yeah, and he says I'm, <laughs> and he says I'm fixing to cut someone. <laughs> Yes, real icebreaker. And like, after he said that, like, me and the other comedians just started making jokes. <laughs> like, like, I was like, that would be a great line in a movie. Like, I'm fixing to cut someone, like, and then everyone runs, or like, and then another friend of mine was like, that'd be funny if he was like the mascot for Golden Boy. Like, I'm fixing to cut someone, or a new pepperoni pizza, who wants a slice, you know? And while he's, we're doing these jokes, he's still like walking, at us with the knife, and we're kind of just like dodging him and making jokes, <laughs> <laughs> like having a nice little session. 
Whoa, you almost got me. And while, while this is happening, another comedian called the cops. <laughs> and like, which is a very white thing to do. <laughs> like, like I've, I, like, right, like I've, been, I've been living in the city for a while and like there was definitely a time in my life where I was like, someone's got a knife, call the cops. But now it's like calling the cop or like pulling a knife out is bad. But like calling the cops is like way worse. Like, cause you, th that guy could get shot. And it was just weird being a white guy, observing another white guy be a white guy. <laughs> like it was a weird, it was a weird moment. And like, and I know he would have gotten like, a, like he called his mom. Like I called the cops and they call, they got him. And she would have been like, good job, son. But like, it's just gross. Like you're the problem. You know what I mean? That's the issue. And like. And the funny thing is, when this guy was getting arrested, his friend that he was with noticed he was getting arrested, and he like, what happened, officer? And the officer told him, and he's like, well, he always says that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a weird, <laughs> that's just Charlie. That's his, that's his opening line. Yeah. Um, I'll end it with this. <laughs> I've been, I shaved my beard, and I've been getting a lot of compliments from my friends, like, you look like a pedophile. <laughs> And uh, and that's about it. That's all. That's all I've really gotten for compliments. So that's fun. All right. My name is Greg Gettle. Thank you so much, guys. Greg Gettle. All right. Comments about our favorite pedophile. He doesn't look like you. Don't look like a pedophile. Not even a little. So someone else is disagreeing. Arjun, I will fucking molest you so fast. So the uh, the drinking problem, eating problem thing is hilarious because I think most comedians, myself especially, has been there where I was like, oh, I'm getting drunk really easily. So I think it's very relatable to the right crowd uh, and made me laugh real hard. Mm -hmm. So good job, sir. Thank you, man. Thank you. Maybe throw something in there about throwing up since a yeah, part of the eating disorder would be. Well, no, but like bulimia is an eating disorder oh, and yeah. it makes you throw up. <laughs> right. So it's like. But you could even put that in there, like, I mean, I'm not, it, I'm not bulimic because I don't throw up like yeah. a bitch or whatever. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, what am I a bitch? No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> well, we, that, we no, know that only only back. bitches have eating yeah. disorders. And like bitches, like weak. I don't know why I didn't say. That. I, I'm sorry. That was stupid. Stupid. San Francisco. My bad. Uh, my bad. Lo siento. <laughs> have you considered that you get drunk off three beers because the beers are abnormally large? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? No. <laughs> also, um, I thought for the one about calling the cops, it could have been funny if, like, it more, like, kind of expanding on the cop being like, oh, I know that guy. The cop being like, okay, well, like, how close is the knife to you? And basically just being like, is it within, like, eight inches? Because I'm, I, you know, I got, like, a homeless guy shitting over here. So, like, like that. Would it be funny if the, the guy knew the cops, like, on a first name basis? Yeah, yeah. He's called a lot. And, like, the cop knows his kids or something. He knows yeah. the cop's kids, like, asked about the kids' graduation. Larry, like Sean. Yeah. Never mind. It was, it was Sean McKenzie, if you guys are curious. So. <laughs> he called the cops. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Narc. Oh, it's not good looking. Anything else? Any critiques? Any things that I should hear? All right. Coming from a guy living in a bus. All right. Thank you. Eating disorder jokes. Funny stuff from Greg Kittle. I have the same, I have the same problem when I don't eat and I drink three beers. I and I black out, and I'm like, how did I black out last night? What did I, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's uh, I like your eating disorder joke. It's very funny. All right, 
Your next comedian is another funny lady. Uh, love it every time she's here. She's going to bring her new material for you guys right now. Put your hands together for Ginny Hogan. So I saw a guy holding a selfie stick on a bicycle. He was bicycling, holding a selfie stick. I was like, God damn it. I, fuck it. I hope he lives, you know, because... The odds are stacked against him. I think probably everyone is, uh, is rooting for him to fail, but I, I like that kind of attitude. I hope he survives. Um, so a lot of times like women get into arguments about who should pay on dates. I'm a little old-fashioned. I think like whoever uh, wants sex more should pay. <laughs> but I sometimes like guys say that, uh, or like people say that guys should pay because they like women spend more money um, kind of like looking nice to the date. So I don't wear makeup and I always kind of wonder if I'm like about to get called out on a date for being like, actually I'm not gonna, not gonna pick this one up.